Welcome to the party, pal. Michael Duke's show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Well, across the world on the interwebs and uh, around the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator, it is The Michael Dukes Show. And it's Monday, the 1st of August. Only two weeks left until the historic double election primary regular special The hot mess that's going to be August the 16th. That's that's it right there. That is it. Just a day over two weeks, and we are ready to dive into this stuff. Are you you guys, are y'all ready? Y'all ready already? It's going to be, oh man, it's going to be a mess, mess today. Welcome to the program. And thank you for coming on board. Uh, we have got um, um, <clears throat> some interesting stuff for this week, to say the least. And we're looking forward to um, to talking with you about it. All right. Housekeeping. First things first. I <clears throat> have made the executive decision that on Friday I will not be on the airwaves. I haven't told anybody yet. You're the first to know, so I'm just I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you guys were all here together to join and to be the first to hear it. But I'm going to be off on Friday. I'm going to be traveling with my wife, and uh, we're going to be uh, <clears throat> I'm going to be busy. So uh, that's uh, that's the first plan. So, but don't worry, we're going to be talking about firearm stuff. I'm sure all week. With the passage of the House's bill to uh, uh, to deny you the most popular firearms in America, we will talk about that. I'm sure we'll touch on it today, and we will dive back into it next week, or excuse me, later this week as well. So we're going to talk um, <clears throat> probably on Thursday. We'll do a full segment on some firearms goodness on Thursday. I know, I just arbitrarily decided out of the blue, and how dare I, how dare I not be here on Friday for you guys. But, you know, sometimes you must do a little bit of mental health cleanliness thing in the deal. And the... So, <clears throat> that's the first piece of housekeeping, is that we are not going to be on the air on Friday. There's going to be alternate programming, and I now have to inform all the radio stations that uh, there's going to be alternate programming, because I have not done that yet. I made the decision late last night. What can I say? <clears throat> so, there you go. That's uh, first things first. Second piece of housekeeping. We are only broadcasting on Facebook this morning, if you're trying to reach us out on the uh, on the interwebs, um, something broke somewhere, and there's been a change with the multicaster. So I am only broadcasting on Facebook this morning, not on YouTube or Twitch. And hopefully we'll get that resolved later today. I don't know. 
But uh, as just most people on the radio don't really care, but I'm just telling you that if that's where you are, then there there it is. Um, <clears throat> so uh, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun stuff this weekend. All right, so a short week, uh, but we've still got plenty of good stuff to talk about and discuss, and we're going to uh, dive into some of those things. Coming up on the show today is going to be um, is going to be Lieutenant Governor candidate Edie Grunwald. Edie Grunwald is going to be joining us. And uh, that's going to be an hour two of the program today. We're going to talk with her and uh, get just, uh, you know, check in on the campaign, see how things are going. I mean, here we are two weeks away from the um, jungle primary on August the 16th, which again is two weeks from tomorrow. And uh, also, of course, that same day will be the special general for the congressional seat, which, I mean, at this point, don't you think that whatever's going on with the, uh, whatever happens with the special general election for the short little three-month term, don't you think that that's going to spell out kind of how things are going to go in the primary as well? I mean, I know there's only three candidates in the general, but... um no, there's four candidates. There's three. So I'm sorry. That's for the Senate. This is so confusing right now. This is Monday, and I have not had enough coffee yet. So Algros dropped out of the Senate race. So then it's Peltola, and it's uh, it's Shabaka, and it's – no, it's the other way around. I, I had it right the first time. <clears throat> this whole thing is going to be a hot mess. Let me just put it that way. A hot squeegin' mess. That's what's going to happen. So anyway, it's uh, that's that's how it's going to be. That's how it's going to be uh, going on. But I mean, really, question. Um, wow, what's you know, what is going to happen? Is it going to be exactly the same outcome for both the special general election and for the jungle primary on August the sixteenth? What do you think? I mean, there will be the option to get that fourth candidate in there because there will be a fourth candidate that sneaks in from the from the uh, from the primary side of it. But on the general election side, there's only three: Peltola and Begich and Palin. So, what do you where do you think it goes from there? So, where do you think it goes from there? I mean, there will be a fourth that is chosen in the jungle primary, and so then you'll have the regular general election in November, but. Uh, will Tara Sweeney then come in? I mean, will that will that be the will that be the fourth place in the? I mean, will will anything really change? And if Tara Sweeney comes in, how does that affect um, you know the more moderate Republican vote? Because we've got baggage and Palin. Does it help? Does it help Palin? Does it help? I mean, who knows at this point, right? Who knows at this point? I know that, uh, yeah, I know that I will be writing in Chris by at, at one point during this whole discussion. So we'll see what happens from there. Um, but yeah, what a, <clears throat> I mean, I'm just not looking forward to this whole thing. It be, it's because it's so, they're so hard to even kind of get a handle and predict on what's going to be happening. 
it's it really is uh, just a just a hot mess. Oh, let's see. What else we got to worry about? Well, monkeypox is here. Apparently, we've got our first case of monkeypox, and uh, it's uh, spreading. Um, although they also have the new COVID variant is out there as well. There's a new variant. Of, what is it called? Five A, five E, five something. The new. Uh, it's the. It's making a resurgence. Um, and I mean, I've had friends that uh, you know, as of yesterday or Saturday have now been diagnosed it's it's we're all good we're all it's it that's it that's it more covid more covid different variant more things just move along carry on with your life do the best you can don't lick doorknobs what do we say all those things uh that's what's uh, that's what it's going to be uh when it's all said and done um let me see. What was the other thing I caught? It. Oh, this was on the ADN's website this morning. Uh, podcast. Andrew Halcrow, who is, um, well, he's an interesting cat. He's an interesting ta- cat um, who is uh, part of the, um, uh, he's, you know, he's, he's flirted with being an independent. He's been a Republican. Uh, the way he talks, though, has always struck me as a lot more progressive than uh, than what his uh, label would put him at. He's got a podcast that um, <clears throat> is supported by um, that is supported by the ADN, and it's posted as a, an opinion piece quite frequently in the ADN. Um, the podcast is called "With All Due Respect." And the headline reads, podcast, an apology, and a look forward towards the future from former Anchorage Mayor Ethan Berkowitz. We welcome former Anchorage Mayor Ethan Berkowitz to the show. Also an interview with George Martinez regarding the dangerous Centennial Park campground fiasco and Mayor Dave Bronson taking credit for others' work in pure desperation. But the fact that this is the first time I think I've seen anything... Um, about or from Mayor Ethan Berkowitz, former Anchorage Mayor Ethan Berkowitz, is interesting. An apology and a look towards the future. Now, this was only posted 19 hours ago, so I didn't catch it yesterday because I, you know, it was the weekend. I don't read the news on the weekend. We've had plenty of discussions about that, why I stay away from that. But uh, this is something I'm going to have to listen to just because it's uh, just because. <laughs> I, I just I gotta hear what's I gotta hear what's coming out of uh, Mayor Berthkowitz's mouth on this deal, and of course to see Halcrow do his thing as well. Uh, you know, everybody's a podcaster now. Everybody's sharing their opinion. It used to be that uh, us radio people were few and far between, and now everybody's got their opinion out there on this. But I thought it would be interesting for you guys to. Uh, I thought it would be. I thought it would be interesting for you guys to uh, uh, to go out there and find that, and give me your thoughts on it. I'd love to hear what uh, what what you've got going on. BA five. Thank you, Sandy. The new the new variant for <clears throat> COVID is called BA five. BA five. You just picture that in big bold letters as we talk about it. Um. All right. Um. There are other there are other um, 
opportunities to learn yourself up about ranked choice voting and more. Tawny in the chat room says, confused about ranked choice voting. On Tuesday night at 7 p.m., a nonpartisan informational presentation will happen at any of the Church on the Rock campuses. So there are churches and women's groups and uh, political uh, parties that are putting together and pulling um, all the information together and doing presentations on ranked choice voting. Uh, so we'll see what happens to that. Uh, but uh, that if you still have questions, that's a great place to go. Apparently, the state of Alaska has sent out another postcard on how to rank choice vote. And the conversation I had with somebody on Friday was it was one of the most confusing things that they'd ever read. They said they really they already understood rank choice voting for the most part. But it was uh, th- that it was just like one of the he said, I threw it away. He goes, I got to the back and they're like, here's this example and this example and this example. And he's like, you are free. I mean, no. And he, he said, I threw the card away. So I, I don't know. This could be the biggest political revolt, revolution, outrage, whatever you want to say. This could be the biggest one in forever simply because people do not understand what the hell is going to be happening on august the 16th i mean i i personally can't wait i personally can't wait to watch this absolute poo parade uh because like i said the one silver lining out of all this is that people will be like what i didn't vote for this i i will i didn't vote for this so Anyway, we'll see what happens there. Uh, All right. Well, I got a couple things I want to talk about, but I'm not married to it. So I'm going to open up the phone lines and give you guys a chance to sound off on anything that took place over the weekend that you may want to talk about. um, Because why not? Life's too short. We've got Edie Grunewald coming up uh, on, uh, in hour two. So we're about 40 minutes away from that. And we'll talk with her. But meanwhile, I'll just open up the Pivotel Satellite West phone lines at 907-433-3150, 907-433-3150, powered by our friends over there at Satellite West for all your satellite cellular VHF radio. If you need to talk to somebody, Satellite West is the people to do it for Marine and uh, uh, across terrain and wherever, SatelliteWest.com. Uh, thank you for sponsoring the pro- program. That is uh, the way you're, you're – that's – thank you so much. So go ahead and uh, give us a call if you'd like to dial up and get in the queue. We'll take us some phone calls here in just a sec. Look at that. To the first break already. Let's uh, let's get things going on. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. It is the Michael Duke Show, broadcasting live across the state of Alaska. On this, your favorite radio station or translator, FM translator, and around the world on the internet at MichaelDukeShow.com. Back with more right after this. If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. 
All right. How are you guys doing this morning? <clears throat> Is the shit word not allowed? Yes, it's allowed, I suppose, but not on the radio. Okay. That's why we call it the poop parade, the little brown puddle, the stream, the brown funk. I'm glad we wore the brown pants today. You know what I mean? Um... Can you rank one candidate all four times? Why not? No, your but your ballot will be. I think they'll do the first one and then they'll exhaust the rest of your ballot. That's my, that was that's my understanding of it. Um, if your number one stays in play, it won't matter because your number one stays until they're eliminated. Yes, that is true. Your number two, three, and four won't matter because they'll be out of the race, and your further voted are null, and your further votes are null and void. Poo parade, yes, poo parade. Hmm, that smells like a lovely poo parade. It's a poopery? No, it's a poo parade. Uh, yeah, Nancy Pelosi's going to Taiwan. Oh, they're all getting flexing. The Chinese military is warning: Do not do that. Do not do that. Taiwan's already. I mean, you know, we're already on. We're already at war on one side of the world. Why not the other? I mean, you know, come on. <sighs> Let's see. Um, what else? Oh, this is a story I didn't see before. Uh, trained, armed, and ready to teach kindergarten. Nice. All right. Well, let me, uh, let me, I'm going to be posting that one up to our, uh, um, posting that one up into our, our, uh, first, uh, for Thursday. Sorry. I just saw a headline that was like, Hey, what's going on there? Um, all right. <clears throat> yeah. This morning, the, uh, multicasting software that I use to cast to multiple locations, Right. Um, the, the, the website's like totally like gone because I do it. It goes it it goes through a website. Right. That's how I'm able to pull everything together. And I went to it this morning and it's a completely different. I mean, when you click the link, it goes to a completely different um company or something. I mean, something's totally changed, like out of the blue, like, boom, that was it. That's all for you. Um, and so with out with only a half hour to go and no way to figure out how to multicast with that, you know, it took me a couple hours to get it all set up last time. That is not the, uh, that's not the way to be. All right. Beautiful morning in Fairbanks says Moret. Um, it is, foggy it is cool and foggy here i can't see hardly across the cul-de-sac it's so foggy so um yeah definitely a uh, uh definitely a tough deal yeah maybe the chinese jacked the site i don't know it's weird it really it really is weird uh and then of course i had to go back into the facebook back end to get everything set back up and they of course have changed the layout for everything. So it took me forever to figure out how to get back onto, uh, posting it. But I mean, there is some, uh, there's, there's still some cool features in here, uh, in Facebook live. 
So it's it's good stuff. Jumping in and out says Rick. Rick, what do you? What's the problem? I said you saw you said something like I had a wire loose or something earlier. What's going on? Um. Uh, I'm going through. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Hunky. Um. Uh, beautiful morning. Uh, blah blah blah. Chinese jack the site jumping. Okay. All right. So I think I'm all caught up now on all the comments, which is good because now we're 25 seconds out. From returning to the radio, as you just heard, it's time. It's time to get back into it. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like and share. Like and follow. And you'd do the youtube things if I had YouTube, but I don't. So here we go. Let's, let's do it. Just uh, sorry, I was actually just reading a comment uh, in the chat room. There's been some questions that have been flying around about, well, what if I mark my ballot with more than one number one, or what if I what if what if I mark my candidate as one, two, three, and four? Um, and there's been a lot of stuff flying around in there. Uh, basically, you know, if you mark more than one candidate, uh, remember that if your candidate is still number one then your ballot stays at number one until that number one position is eliminated and then it goes to your number two, right? So if, (laughs) I'm trying to think of an analogy, you know, if you've got banana and apple and cantaloupe and orange, banana and apple and cantaloupe and orange, and you vote for cantaloupe as number one, and through the first round, cantaloupe, is still in the running and they eliminate the orange then and you're fine until the next round and if you don't come out at number one and get the highest number of votes and they go for the number two never mind you gotta have pictures i'm a visual learner right i'm a visual learner it's just it's so it's so confusing then kevin mccabe in the chat room says More than one mark in column one will invalidate the ballot, which is what we were talking about. So if you just said, I'm going to rank all my candidates as number, you know, one through you. And and you should be able to look at the ballot now on the state of Alaska website. They sent out sample ballots already for this whole thing. But more than one mark in column one, meaning you've ranked them as your first choice, will invalidate the ballot. Uh, more than one mark in row one will invalidate all after your first choice. And then something about skipping a column allows the software to shift everything left. So if you skip a column, you could do – who knows? Both. That's who, – who knows? Uh, I know that if you rank the red, we should at least have some chance of uh, pulling it all together. So at least vote – with um, uh, at least, you know, rank. And like I said, I'm riding in Chris by. 
so I will be voting for at least three candidates. Um, I don't. I don't. I will not be putting my vote in for Mary Peltola. I don't think I will be voting for. Uh, uh, I will be voting. I will be ranking the red and yellow. The Libertarian Party's color is yellow, so I'll be ranking the red and yellow. <laughs> Um, Bernadette Wilson at, uh, AFP had a sticky note presentation that she used. I've seen the sticky note presentation, uh, before, and it makes the most sense out of all of them, but again, still confusing. I mean, we've been dealing with this for how long, uh, for, you know, coming up on two years now, we've been getting ready for this and I have to actually sit down and think about it to actually be able to explain it. I mean, that's, it's, it's not, I mean, it's not, uh, it's not, uh, intuitive, I guess is what I should say. It's not intuitive. Okay. Um, anyway, if uh, anybody wants to call, I mean, do, does anybody not understand it yet? Is there anybody out there that, it, that does not, that is confused by the ranking and maybe we can try to explain it to you. Maybe we can confuse you even more. I don't know. Phone lines are open, though, at 433-3150. 433-3150. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say uh, this morning. And uh, feel free to sound off. We can talk about the rank choice thing. We can talk about the gun stuff. Because, yes, and we're going to get deeper into this on Thursday... Uh, But the House has now passed a ban on the most popular firearms in America. I was telling you last Friday that the new estimate from the National Shooting Sports Foundation puts the number of AR-style rifles in the country at over 25 million. That is a significant number of firearms, right? But the House of Representatives on Friday passed a House Resolution 1808 on a vote of 217 to 213, so a four-vote margin. The bill is going to pass into the Senate where it's predicted that it's going to go exactly nowhere, but you never know. You never know. It would ban nearly all semi-automatic firearms with standard and standard capacity magazines, including the AR-15. Good luck with you on that one. And it would also ban the AK-47. It would ban many types of striker-fired handguns, which are, again, are most the most commonly owned firearms today. Striker-fired pistols are easy to use. After a shooter manually racks a slide to chamber around, each subsequent pulls of the trigger, fires a single round, ejects a spent casing, and loads another round into the chamber. So apparently there is... Uh, a handgun component to this as well. I haven't even read it yet. I haven't even read into it yet. I didn't think this was really going to go anywhere. I mean, how stupid do the Democrats have to be? This has got a very, 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 very low chance of passing in the Senate. Um, And we're coming up on the midterms where, what, are they trying to get all these people on the record? Is that what the point was this whole time? It's insane. Anyway, we're going to delve down into this on Thursday where we're going to be doing a little Firearms Thursday action. Because I'm going to be off on Friday, in case you were wondering. All right, let's let's uh, let's jump over to the phones and see what you guys have to say this morning. 433-3150. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? 
Hi, this is Barbara from North Pole. How are you today? I'm doing good, Barbara. What's on your mind? Well, I was listening to your discussion about the ballots, and I was thinking, you know, people can download sample ballots from the Division of Elections website, Uh and we're only ranking in the temporary congressional seat. That's correct. All the rest are primary, and you vote for one. Right. So people get too hung up on the ranking part yet just get out there and vote in that primary that's and, true uh, you only get to vote once. I, I don't but don't so you think don't that's people... don't you think that's one of the most confusing parts about it though barbara is that they're going to be doing both the jungle primary vote for one all in one ballot and at the same time they're going to be doing the ranked choice on the same ballot you're going to flip it over and have to do something don't you think that's going to be confusing don't you think that's going to throw a lot of people off well, yeah, but I'm, I just don't want people sitting at home because they're confused. Right? No, 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 definitely not. Um, yeah. And that's my big fear is that people are going to not vote rather than going in there and tackling the tiger. Um, so just get that sample ballot. Take a look at it. Don't be afraid of it. Um, if you have any questions. You know, there's election officials around, although, you know, I know nobody likes to ask them anything. But, right, right. Uh, early voting, I think, begins today. So you've got a little bit of time. Um, and if you don't want to be rushed, just download it now and then, you know, give, ask a couple of friends what, you know, if I do this, 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 you know, some people that you trust. Right. Um, basically, you just vote for one. Even on the rank side, if you just vote one, you know, I'm going to vote. I know what I'm going to be ranking. But right. if you don't know how to rank it, just vote for the one. That's true. I mean, if you are confused, at least vote for one, and then you can walk away and be ready to go, and you know your ballot counted for at least one. Um, but, yeah, I, yeah. I that's been my, my concern the whole time is that people— my concern the whole time is that people are going to be confused by this whole situation. And you're right. The problem is, is that they get there and they're confused. It's one thing. And I think most people don't know what to expect, so they're going to show up. I don't think they're going to be confused enough not to not to go in. Although, if it is confusing and frustrating enough during the primary on August 16th, it may cause people not to show up for the general in November. Right. And, and um, that's another thing that concerns me. But right now, you know, go in there. If you're going to screw it up, at least, at least you're screwing it up for a temporary seat, not for the permanent election. That, well, <laughs> you know, that's true. So that's true. There and tackle the tiger. And uh, I know that in October 4th, there is a regular old fashioned, not ranked choice vote for borough assembly and school board seats. And that's right. probably a more important year. Yeah, in the, the municipal election in the Fairbanks North Star Borough is going to be in October. And uh, that will be very interesting because it'll be, like you said, assemblies and school boards. And I know, are you running for, you're running for assembly, right? Oh, yes, I am, sir. Right, yeah. okay. So Barbara's running for assembly. Out there, I appreciate your vote. But All don't right. sit home on this one to, um, you know, get out there and vote. Yeah, we've had such low voter turnout in the past few election cycles, and people <laughs> yeah. just need to get out there and vote. The Matsu Borough just had a just had a vote, and it was uh, 
I think it was eight or nine percent turnout. I mean, it was like single digit turnout. It was it was insane. So yeah, we need. I, I think yeah. part of that is that people are just like they throwing their hands up in the air. They're they're frustrated with politics, and some of it is just lack of knowledge. I forgot about the vote until the day before. Uh, so I mean, it it happens, you know. But all right, Barbara. Well, thank you for your well, call. I'm, I'm sorry. Let me relate one more concern to you quickly. They just re they just redrew the precinct lines. And there's a lot of people who are going to find out they've lived in the same precincts for years. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden, boom, they're in the precincts. Yeah. And in my neighborhood, on Steamboat Landing, that's the case. We're all in a new precinct. So, yeah. you know, double check your precinct. Yeah. Make sure you, you know, know where you have to go. That's the thing. Make sure. Or at least when you get there, vote a question ballot, if nothing else. I had that happen to me one year where they changed the precinct and I missed the I missed the redrawn line and I went to my normal precinct and they were like, nope, that's the thing. And I'm like, OK, well, so I just voted a question ballot there and got it done. But do whatever you need to do to get your vote in. All right, Barbara, thank you so much for calling in this morning. I appreciate it. we got one more call before we go to break. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Bonnie in North Pole. Hello, Bonnie. What's on your mind, dear? Well, I was just listening to what Barbara was saying. I'm just wondering. That's what I was going to speak about, too. But the idea, and it was bought and paid for by Miss Murkowski and her, and her cohorts, to have this as confusing as possible and possibly Miss Murkowski to have her elect, elected again. And it's a very sad thing. And I've even heard that if you, people in town have businesses, but they're afraid to say anything because they might not get their goodies from Miss Murkowski. <laughs> I think that's very sad. That's very uh... sad in the. Yeah, if that's if that's the truth, Bonnie, that is the definition of cowardice. I mean, come on, if you don't agree with her, you don't get then you can't have it both ways. You can't, you know, you can't eat out of both sides of your mouth at that point. So, yeah. Very sad thing. So, you know, people get up your kahunas, pull up your panties and vote for what you want. All right. Because she needs to leave. Bye. All right. Thanks, Bonnie. Get up your kahunas. I don't think that's the same as cojones, but I mean, you know, the big kahunas, I mean, get your big kahunas on. That's, you know, I think we'll make a t-shirt. Get your big kahunas on. That's that's what you need to do. There's also going to be a uh, ranked choice voting education presentation for Americans for Prosperity on the 4th of August in um, uh, in Anchorage uh, at the Denali Street, uh, 3600 Denali Street, the Wilda Marston Theater. August the 4th, 6 p.m. It's a free ranked choice voting education presentation and Q&A this Thursday in Anchorage. So if you're around there, you can get more info on that as well. All right. We are up against it. We've got to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will be continuing with uh, some of your phone calls. And then Edie Grunewald will be joining us in hour two. So stick around, will you? The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Back with more after this.
broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these entities to provide streaming stuff going on, on, the, on the Internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, don't you think that by repeatedly saying what a cluster this election is going to be, it will lead people to not vote, not voting to avoid the whole mess? I don't know. <clears throat> I You know, what's our choice here, Kenneth? Do we just not say anything about it and not try and educate people? Uh, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying that it's, here's what I'm saying. It's going to be a bit of a kerfluffle. But that's why we need to educate ourselves now so that we can show up and do it then. See what I'm saying? That's, you know, that's 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 what that's what it's all about. Um uh let's see. Uh Bernadette Wilson is putting out another presentation. Okay, that uh, she's just sent me the info. Uh, I believe this affects handguns because the legislation is anything that accepts detachable mags and has a threaded barrel. Um, and I think it's and or has a threaded barrel because not many rifles or pistols have threaded barrels by, by that's not normal. That's not the norm, the standard. Anthony says, uh, I completely understand how the ranked choice voting works. All the names go into the box per zone. And then a lottery is drawn and we choose someone as a tribute to send to the hunger games, right? Exactly. They're all tributes. Having elections in the middle of summer is always going to have a low turnout. Yes. Republicans that stay home and don't vote elect Democrats. Well, again, government is what happens to you when you're not paying attention. Vote for Kelly Shabaka. Okay. They'll live stream the ranked choice voting. Oh, uh, the Bernadette or the uh, the Americans for Prosperity thing. They're going to live stream the ranked choice voting for people outside of Anchorage. So uh, if you know, are they going to put it on the Facebook page? Is that where it's going to be, Jen? There you go. Anthony again says, hot take. If I have to attend a educational classroom just to determine how to vote, you've complicated it to the 15th power of idiocy. Yes, that's pretty much where we are. That's it right there. I think we explain the process, but it makes it seem like it'll, but not make it seem like it'll be a disaster. Okay, that's fair enough, Ken. I'm not trying. I mean, I guess I'm just scratching my head, thinking, why? Why did we do it the way that we did it? I guess that's my commentary on this more than anything else. So, it's a fair point to say that we shouldn't be doom and gloom. Um, I think, I quite honestly think it's going to be funny, uh, simply because I think the people are going to throw a revolution after the whole thing's over. That's that's what I think is going to happen. Um, <clears throat> Please check your precinct and voter location. Precinct lines changed. Okay. Yes, it'll be on the Americans for Prosperity or Alaskans for Prosperity Facebook. Is it Americans or Alaskans? It's Alaskans for Prosperity. No, it's Americans for Prosperity. Okay. Anyway, um, we'll, we'll make sure that we let people know about that. And I'm sure then it will live there on that site and we can, we'll, link, we'll send links to it. We'll post links to it here uh, in the future as well. Okay. Okay. Okay, fine. So that gets us through the uh, all the comments, I think. I think I caught everything in here. Um, 
Yeah. How stupid can the Dems be? They prove how stupid they are hourly. Well, again, I don't understand why the Democrats, again, in the House would want to take this on, especially when many of them are going to be facing some pretty tough, pretty tough challengers in some of these areas. I don't understand. Um, rank the red or if you are sure an independent or nonpartisan conservative rank the conservatives. I'm not going to rank any Democrats at all in the ballots for my district, as there are none that I think are better than others. Some in the Fields Drummond district might want to rank one of those above the other, but generally rank the red is a good good strategy. I agree with that. Can you imagine the people that go to vote and haven't heard anything about this new system? The poll workers are going to earn their pay. Susie, I think, earlier said that she's a poll worker and she's not looking forward to this right now. She is not looking forward to this right right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I can't imagine. I cannot imagine being a poll worker there trying to have to explain this to some angry people. Um, repeal ballot measure two, but we have to be smart enough to use it on this this one time. I Yes, I agree with that. Honestly, it's all just sleight of hand. If the process is sufficiently complex as to kerfluffle 90% of the population, then a result won't be contested because people won't understand how they got there. Well, there you go. Again, I think this is going to prove out the point that ranked choice voting is going – this is going to be a one-and-done thing, which that may that – may, if it serves the purposes of the people that put it in to get Murkowski reelected for one more time – so she can, you know, end run around Chewbacca this one more time or get Bill Walker elected. This, That maybe one election is enough for them. Maybe all that money spent was worth it. I mean, who knows? All right. Uh, we got to jump back in. You guys ready to go? Let's get this. Uh, let's do this thing. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free, thick, and radio. Like and share this video. Why haven't you done that yet? Here we go. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to have to... The discussion uh, in the chat room has been pretty lively this morning. Um, and I think I agree at this point that, um, you know, ranked choice voting is probably going to be overturned. But we do have to learn to use it this one time. And maybe once is enough for them. Maybe that's, you know, if they make sure that they get Murkowski back in office or if they make sure that they give Bill Walker a good chance of getting to be governor again then maybe they feel like that that was money well spent and they, you know, it's it's all good. But at this point, we're going to have to repeal it. Um, but because yeah, I think I think Anthony says it says it well. He said, if I have to attend an educational classroom just to determine how to vote, you've got the 15th, you know, you've got idiocy to the 15th power at this point. And that's exactly right. If I need a slide rule and a three-page foldout to figure out how to vote, that is probably part of the problem, for sure. Um, it's going to be a um, 
it's going to be crazy. It's it's going to be it's going to be a crazy time, but we can do our part by making sure that we are educated and that we educate those around us. That's the important part because Kenneth uh, brings up a valid point. I mean, I I had to I had to tell him, um, uh, I. You know, he said, don't you think that by repeatedly saying what a cluster this election is going to be, it will lead people to not voting to avoid the whole mess? And that's not my intent. My intent in talking about, you know, how messy this is going to be has nothing to do with, um, you know, I'm not trying to stymie people's um, willingness to vote. I'm basically just kind of pointing out. Not the hypocrisy. I'm just pointing out how crazy it's going to be. And from a from kind of a commentator's, you know, vantage point, saying, how do we, you know, how do we what is this going to look like when it's all said and done? I'm not trying to scare people away. Uh, but again, remember, just like on Firearms Friday, ignorance breeds fear. But if you cure the ignorance, then that's that's what we're looking for. So you know, as long as we get educated on what needs to happen and we can tell our friends and neighbors and our relatives and relations and our coworkers, um, you know, to be prepared for it, you know, for, you know, forewarned is forearmed, right? So, I mean, as long as we warn people about it, I think we will be better off for it in the long run. I think that that is going to be the important part. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to scare people off. I don't want to scare people off. I guess I'm just a little aghast at how what a hot mess it is, and that's what you're hearing from me when uh, we when I ran this. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what it looks like um, when it's all said and done. But definitely not trying to scare people off. Trying to tell people that they need to get educated on how this is going to work. Uh, two weeks from tomorrow, you will go and you will be voting in the regular primary, which is a jungle primary, where everybody's on one ticket. You get one vote. On that same ballot will be the special general election to fill the Congress seat, which will be a ranked choice voting with three candidates. So there you go. That is your, you know, that is that is as complex, I guess, as it gets this time. But just remember, you're voting for the same seat as well in both elections. You're still voting for the U.S. Congress seat in both the special general, that is to fill out the term for three months, and in the jungle primary, you'll get a chance to vote for one. So you'll vote for, you'll rank one of three, or you'll rank three in the special general for the Congress seat, for the U.S. House seat. And you will vote for one of the whole field in the primary for that U.S. House seat. So there you go. That that's that's as that's as unconfusing as I can make it. I mean, I don't think it will be bad for those of you who have taken the time to do it. Here's what my fear is: is that the people that have not heard, and somebody said it in the chat room, what about all these people who haven't even really paid attention and haven't heard about any of this stuff, and they're just going to show up and they're going to be a little chagrined? Which, I mean, I think that's an understatement. So. Uh, number to call if you want to sound off on this or anything else this morning is 433 433- 3150 I would love to hear 
what you guys have to say. Um, uh, Susie is in the chat room and it says, as a poll worker, I will have to help people to vote. They will have questions and I can't tell them to rank the red. That's true. You can't. Uh, but I imagine you'll have plenty of other technical questions on how those ballots are supposed to work. That's, that's the thing. Um, I would, I would love to, you know, again, the whole point of talking about this, and we'll be talking about this quite frequently over the next two weeks, I guarantee you, is to remind people that while it appears to be complex, it will be pretty simple. There will, will essentially be two parts. The biggest part will be the jungle primary. The biggest part will be voting one time for each district or seat or position that you're eligible to vote for. So you'll vote one time for governor, for the governor's race. This is in the primary. You'll vote what you'll vote one candidate, Charlie Pierce. You'll vote one candidate in the governor's race. You'll vote one candidate in the Senate race. You'll vote one candidate in the U.S. House race. And then you will vote one candidate in your House district, uh, your state House district, and one candidate in your state Senate district. That's it. Those are all the ones. And then you will have one ballot or one part of the ballot that will be for rank choice. And you'll have to rank one of three candidates for the U.S. House seat in the short term. So the majority of it's vote once. There's one little section where you'll have to rank three. So that's, there you go. There you go. And who knows? I mean, it, 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 well, it'll be interesting. Who knows? Um, all right, let's, uh, let's continue on with the phone calls here. I got just a couple of minutes. Uh, let's go over to the phones. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning, it's Terry calling from Kodiak. Good morning, Terry. I just uh, was uh, was remembering how uh, Hillary Hillary uh, wanted to uh, abolish the electoral college, which would make a whole bunch of low population and rural communities into serfs. And so I just wondered if this was a prelude to that happening because. Uh, so many people got disenfranchised in the last election because of the confusion. I, I was thinking of this ancient saying where you have uh, bitter envy and self-seeking. You have uh, confusion and every evil work <laughs> was an apostle that said that right. a long time ago. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm just uh, thinking there's probably going to have to be a election audit and there's probably going to be lawsuits and uh, it, it's just a, a real glorified mess. Well, <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, I would. I, uh, I think a lot of people are, are remembering what uh, what Joseph Stalin said. He said it doesn't matter so much at all how uh, the voting goes, the method. What matters is the counting. <laughs> um, and, and a lot of people are pretty uh, upset that they're still using the Dominion voting machines and who knows who's the keepers of the software. Uh, right. <laughs> there's well, a lot of I'm, questions out there. Yeah, I'm sure, this I'm sure the ranked choice voting is going to throw a lot of uh, people off and it's probably going to raise a lot of questions later on on how it's counted, uh, how it's accounted for, what happens if there is a recount. I'm sure there will be a lot of questions 
uh, for that here uh, in the uh, in the coming uh, in the coming year. So yeah, we'll I'm sure we'll see that as well, Terry. Thank you for uh, calling in and uh, sounding off this morning, folks. We are up against the break. We've got more coming up. Edie Grunewald is going to be joining us in just a moment, and we will be talking with uh, with her about uh, well about the the election and more. Uh, and of course, her run for lieutenant governor. That's all directly ahead. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty based. Free Thinking Radio. Make sure you come out and check us out on Facebook as well. Facebook.com slash Michael Duke Show. Back with more right after this. Okay. Let me get uh, let me get squared away here. Let me get squared away. Uh, 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 uh. Oops, sorry, I missed uh, I missed the phone. I had my phone on silent. I still have my phone on silent from the weekend. Hello, good morning. How are you this morning? Pretty good. Did you want me to call this number or the other number? No, this number's fine. This is the hotline. Okay. Okay. No good. delay here. There's a little bit of a delay when you call in on the main line, and uh, it irritates me. So we won't do that. We'll use the hotline here. Sounds uh, great. Thanks. So are you all ready to go this morning? I think so. <laughs> good. You got some coffee in you? You're all jazzed and ready to go? I have a couple of steps. If I have too much, I'm too jazzed. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, good. All right. Well, we'll be back to you here in just a second here, Edie. Don't go anywhere. Sounds anyway. great. Okay. okay. Edie Grunwald is our guest. Uh, she's like way early. We're we're ready to go. She's going to hang out with us here for a few minutes, and we're going to uh, uh, we're going to we're going we're going to talk with her here in just a in just a bit here. Um, all right. Uh, let me go back over here. See what else is going on in the chat room. Um, let's see. Uh, would not have a hard time. Not I would have a hard time. Uh, Terry says I would have a hard time not being able to tell them to rank the red. Yes, one person, one vote still works. We can handle voting. Vote once if you're comfortable. Go on rank the red. But this whole ridiculous experiment, a very expensive experiment, should be should be repealed. Yes. Um, baggage ads attack Palin, but not the liberal. Well, <clears throat> he's trying to differentiate himself from the other one, and they're not neither neither Palin nor Begich are going for Peltola votes, okay? Because she's the only Democrat in the race. So if you're gonna if you're going to attack somebody, if that's the right word, um, you need to go after the people who would normally vote for you anyway. So there you go. Uh, another nuance: if you get fifty percent on round one in the general election, you win. Yes. It's 50% plus one. Uh, if you get 50% in round two in the general, you win, but the computer will keep counting until there's only two candidates left. Um, and blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know, this is going to be hard for me when all the poll workers. Yes, yes. Um, let's see. Salmon Fest. Is it Salmon Fest this weekend in Nikiski? I guess it is. Good morning from Kodiak. Good morning, Paul. Uh, 
Hi there. Um, good morning, good morning, good morning. Ex-military, early on time, early or on time, imagine that. Yeah, ex-military personnel, early or on time, imagine that. It's true, it's true. I'm not complaining that she was early. That's not my complaint. I just, I hate to make people, I hate to make people wait on hold if we don't have to. So, there we go. All right. Well, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. I mean, may you live in interesting times. Definitely, the uh, the mantra that we live by now, the fortune cookie that we live by right now. Um, I think that is going to be a. I think it's going to be a hot mess. But again, forewarned is forearmed. So tell all your folks and friends that uh, you know. Tell them about the vote. Warn them. Let them know that this is what's going to be happening. It was already surprising enough to many people for the mail-in ballot that um, they only got a chance to vote, that they got a chance to vote for everybody of all 48 candidates or whatever it was. So this is a uh, this is a good opportunity for that. Um, okay, that's it. What did you guys do this weekend? What'd you guys do this weekend? I, um, just trying to think. I didn't do anything. Nope. Nope. I was going to do something, but I didn't. (laughs) Hung out with my wife and our new puppy. Thank you to Kenneth out there in the chat room. Our new puppy, uh, arrived from Fairbanks on Friday and uh, I lost my dog back in October, and uh, Terry's Terry's dog is getting long in the tooth. Um, and so I thought I would preempt the possible tragedy and crisis of when he leaves by giving her uh, something new. So we got a got a new little tiny little tiny ball of fluff. Oh, she's so cute and precious. It's little multi poo, and she's black, which is unusual for multi poos because normally they're normally they're uh, like buff and cream and and tan colored, and the, this one is just a little black ball of fuzz, and is just so freaking cute. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so thank you to Kenneth uh, for um, for hooking a brother up. I appreciate that. Uh, it is, uh, definitely, um, definitely a, uh, a, a blessing and a joy. Yeah. I heard the air show was pretty nice. I saw a little bit of it from my house cause I, I literally am across the, uh, I'm across the Knick arm from, uh, from the air base. And so I could see a lot of that stuff happening, but, uh, yeah, definitely some exciting stuff going on. Um, uh, not worth having a discussion about my weekend escapades, says Tawny. <laughs> no one would want to do it, but she loves the multi-poo. She has two Morkies, which is, I'm sure, a Maltese and Yorkie mix. Is that what that is? That's probably what that is. All right. All right, here we go. Time to go. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio.
Buddy, put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Across the world on the interwebs at MichaelDukesShow.com, where you'll find the audio-only live stream, plus links to all of our uh, social media the Facebook Live, the audio-only stream is there as well, and broadcasting across the state on this, your favorite radio station and or translator. All right, so quickly, some housekeeping before we get to our first, uh, to our only guest for today, I guess. Uh, some housekeeping. Uh, I made an executive decision last night. It was pretty late when I made it, so this is the first time that anybody's hearing about it. You guys are the first to hear about it. I will be taking Friday off. I will not be here on Friday. Um, I will be traveling with my wife, uh, and uh, so I will be unavailable, which means, don't panic, we will still have some firearms discussions on Thursday, all right? Because I know that some of you, without the Firearms Friday, you start getting jittery and into withdrawals, and you start rocking in the corner going, Wapner, Wapner, Wapner. I understand that. So we're going to be... We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be uh, doing some firearm stuff on Thursday, but I will be off the air on Friday, and I will be back again on Monday. So it will. Uh, that's the that's the first and first and foremost thing. We're also not broadcasting on YouTube this morning or Twitch. We're only broadcasting on Facebook Live. So if you're trying to reach out there, the, the, we're not there. So just f just FYI, that's what's going on. So that's the housekeeping. Uh, joining us now this morning to uh, um, to discuss uh, everything related to Alaska, the elections, the governor, the government, and everything else is our guest for the day, Edie Grunewald, GOP candidate for lieutenant governor on the ticket with Charlie Pierce, joins us this morning, and we're just gonna. You know, I just like to think of it as like a good old chat over a cup of joe. That's what I like to think about it. It's nothing. I don't have anything pre-planned. We're just going to riff here, a little stream of consciousness going on. Good morning, Edie. How are you doing? Good morning, Michael. I'm doing great. And hello to everybody who's listening. Well, thank you for coming on board this morning. I asked Edie late yesterday afternoon to uh, come on board, and she was kind enough to... Uh, Kind enough to say yes and be part of it. I want to give Edie and Charlie as much exposure as I can leading up to the uh, leading up to the race. Uh, on we're, I mean, I can't believe we're only two weeks away, Edie, from the uh, from the primary. Um, give me uh, give me your your thoughts on. Uh, I guess uh, first of all, I'm sorry, Edie and I have known each other for a while, so it's no big deal to me. Maybe you should tell a, us a little bit about yourself for folks out there who've never heard of Edie Grunwald. Who you are, where you are, where you came from. Give us a little background here. I think um, so. I'm retired Air Force, Alaska Air National Guard in um, 31 years. I've been in Alaska for 37 years. And I 
ran for lieutenant governor in 2018, and I was on a mission to um, get information out to everybody about the SB 91. And uh, luckily, the mission, even though I didn't get the seat, I, we all Alaskans won to get most of that repealed. And um, this time I am running with uh, Charlie Pierce because of the ranked choice voting. The governor now has to run with a uh, running mate. So it's uh, an honor, especially with all the accomplishments that um, Mayor Charlie Pierce of the Kenai Peninsula Borough has behind him. He's a two-time mayor down there. And prior to that, while he was working for NSTAR for 39 years, uh, he was also in the assembly for two terms. He's got lots of accomplishments if people want to look him up. But back to me with your question, uh, I was stationed at Isleson Air Force Base in active duty and then went, um, got my commission. And I was an aircraft machinist. And then I became a supply and aircraft manager as a lieutenant. And then I got to come down to Anchorage for a few years. So it was supposed to be a two-year tour. And that was in 97. And I guess it was a pretty long two years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but, no, that, uh, that happens to the best of us. Yeah, I came up for a two-week vacation five years ago kind of thing, right? I mean. Yeah. Well, that's when I met my husband and we hit it off. And so it worked out that I was able to, um, you know, get a few different positions um, down in the Anchorage Bowl. And I've been living out in the Matsu since 2005. Um, ben still works. He's a flight engineer for Linden Air Cargo, a great company. And um, let's see, I was on the parole board as chair for three years, and that was a pretty tough assignment. And uh, I thought that, um, you know, maybe as lieutenant governor, well, definitely as lieutenant governor, I'd have a larger span be able to make a bigger, more positive um uh, you know, difference for Alaska and Alaskans right. on a huger scale than just a you know a small segment of crime, which is right. also extremely important. So no, I mean, you, yeah, you definitely uh, were fighting the fight on SB ninety one. I mean, I think it was good to see that even though you did not win the election, that uh, your your profile and and the fact that you were out there fighting for it, I think, was one of the big impetuses to. Uh, for legislators to finally make a move on that. And it was good, definitely uh, good stuff. Right, right. So, Well, I think God puts us, you know, everybody was kind of funny. All the lieutenant governor candidates at the time were in line. And when all of us were asked, well, why are you running? It was like the first person, well, God told me to run. Well, God told me to run. Well, God told me to run. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, gee, how can all of us be told to want to run. There can only be one, one winner. And then right. I thought, well, we each have a different mission. See? Right, right, right. God got real chatty there for a minute and told everybody to run. So it's uh, it's <laughs> yeah, interesting yeah, we each had a different mission, so that's pretty good. Well, Edie, you know, look, you guys are the um, uh, you guys are the dark horses in this uh, in this race uh, because obviously there's been tons of money that's been thrown around. The lifting of the contribution limits uh, by the by the courts 
has left this thing wide open. I mean, what what used to be you know a race that where candidates would raise hundreds of thousands of dollars, we're now reaching into the millions of dollars category for governors' races. You and Charlie are kind of the little engine that could. You you guys have been raising some money, all from local folks. Uh, you've been crisscrossing the state. You've been meeting people. Um, but as far as track records go, I think that uh, you know you and Charlie both have the track records that need. And yeah, I mean, obviously, you're my candidates of choice. I've made no bones about that. Um, and I really want to see you guys get over the finish line here on the primary, so that you could focus in on uh, the general election and in November with the with the rank choicing. Uh, what's the overall take been for you so far? I mean, as you talk to people and constituents, what's the feeling out there? Give us a, you know, the view from the street, so to speak. What's the, what's the feeling out there? This one thing, um, Alaska is so big and um, the people are so separated. Uh, there's so many different um, issues in the different communities and there's different cultures across the state. And so you know, each one has a different outlook and perception of in need and what they want with uh, within Alaska, and uh, it's it's pretty challenging. And w- and for somebody just to focus in on one area and um, think that that's the way to go is gonna it's, it's I don't think it's gonna work out too good because uh, it's really important to to work for all Alaskans. Right. Don't you think? I, well, I would I would think so. And fixing our fiscal mess, obviously, is one of the highest priorities of what we need to get done. I mean, people are sick and tired of all the infighting that's been going on in Juneau since, uh, since uh, you know, Bill Walker initially cut the PFD to begin with. Uh, I mean, I think... I think he's got a lot of things to overcome um, <clears throat> in the uh, in the election cycle, even though he was on the ballot the last time and he had pulled out. But, I mean, you get 2% of the vote with your name still on the ballot. That's still a pretty, pretty poor showing. So I think you guys have got a pretty good opportunity here. But we need to get you over that hurdle into the uh, into the top four so that uh, so that we can further this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And do you know today starts the 15 days prior to the primary election? People can start voting today. There's um, locations in each district that are open either during the week, um, either two times a week. So if you go look at the elections uh, page, alaska.gov slash AVO, you can see what the dates and times are today. People can go Go vote. Go vote. Get it done. <laughs> get it done early. Get get it out of the way and get it uh, get it squared away. Um, Edie, you know, lieutenant governor in the state of Alaska, uh, in a lot of ways, seems kind of like to to many people anyway, seems like a figurehead, right? You're the keeper of the seal, the state seal, and you're the head of the. You oversee the division of elections. Well, as we all know, elections have become very important over the last few years. Um, and the state of Alaska has had some questions raised about uh, its elections, its election process, the voter rolls and everything else. As a lieutenant governor, what is going to be your um, what is going to be your game plan going into this with the division of elections? What are you hoping to accomplish in your four years there or maybe eight years, but your four years as lieutenant governor? What would be your um, uh, your game plan going into that? Doing everything I can to fix the situation that we're in and, um, you know, push to get, uh, number one, clean up those voter rolls 
And then we need to push that legislation through somehow to get rid of the automatic registration with the PFD and uh, clean all that up. We got to make sure that there's, you know, not another mail-in um, for the state. Uh, people are confused right now because they got that mail-in ballot for that the special primary. And I'm running into people who, who have told me they've already gotten their ballots for um, August 16th. And I said, well, what do you mean? Did you apply for an absentee ballot? And they said, well, no. I said, well, this is not a mail-in ballot. And I've had this conversation several times, Michael. People, people received a mail-in ballot? Right. They think that this is going to be another mail-in statewide ballot. So oh. we're going to have an issue. Yeah. So, I mean, in addition to all the other problems that you've identified and, and the callers and listeners have, have identified, and uh, I think Barbara called earlier to make sure people know that for the general, you just vote for one. You're f and then on the other side, which, of course, is confusion, you're going to rank the um, special election uh, for um, Congressman Don Young's uh, replacement. But people, believe it or not, are thinking that this is a mail-in election. So it's going to be, uh, that, that's a challenge as well. Yeah. And another thing, I went to the um, Alaska Republican Party, their SEC meeting a couple of weeks ago. Right. And, they're, and, and this is a huge need, not only for election workers, but for election poll watchers. And if people are at least election workers, they can even poll watch. But the poll watchers, they're trained and um, you have an app and as and you're allowed to stand six feet within the, the poll workers. And when people give their name, you put their name in the app or you click them off. And then the, uh, they know that this person has voted and they can track who's voted and who's not. And the people that haven't voted yet, volunteers can start calling these people and say, hey, you need to get to the polls. You need to get to the polls. So be sure to pass the word that we need election poll workers of, you know, within the um, Republican Party. It's very important. So they're allowing they're allowing Republican Party operatives into the polling locations to stand six feet away to listen for the names. They're putting the names. Well, in, they have to. They, yes. Yeah, so they're putting the names in the app, and then they will be calling. Uh, they'll be calling people who haven't showed up yet. Like you know, right. by noon they're like, "Are you voting today? You guys got to make sure you right. vote." Okay. So, I mean, that's good. Right. I think that's uh, utilizing and leveraging technology. To I make don't know if I work. would call them. Yeah, I don't. It was used um, last time, too, but I don't know if I would call it operatives. I mean, it is uh, it is legal and it's allowed. Okay. Well, so. I, I guess operative. Well, I mean, they're they are operating for on, on behalf yeah. of the Republican Party. But yeah, uh, but I, again, I think leveraging technology to those kind of uses right. definitely definitely makes a lot of sense. Uh, Edie, right. Edie Grunwald is our guest, a GOP candidate for lieutenant governor running on the ticket with uh, Charlie Pierce. We are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will uh, continue our discussions with Edie. Nothing formal here. We're just kind of riffing and, and talking about different things. Uh, we'll see where the spirit leads us here in the next segment, shall we? Let's uh, let's get in. Let's get in on this. If you would like to uh, ask a question of Edie, Make sure you jump into the chat room. Chat room is available over at uh, facebook.com slash Michael Duke show. And you can ask questions in there and we will uh, see if we can get them answered for you. We will return in just a moment with Edie Grunwald up next on the Michael Duke show. Common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio.
If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, we are in the chat room, uh, and we're in the break right now. Uh, Edie Grunwald is our guest. Let me see. Let me see what's going on here. Uh, See if there's anything in the chat room. We also need count watchers watching the counting and learn how to challenge the ballots. If you're worried about election integrity, that is another way to help. Um. Supposedly, the new voter ID cards got sent out on the 13th, but I haven't gotten mine yet, said David. I haven't seen mine yet either, so I don't know uh, I don't know uh, what to tell you on that, David. Will Edie have any input or comment on the Kaffers, uh, asked Tawny. Edie, what, what is your take on that? Are you going to have any input or comment on that? On the Kaffers? Mm-hmm. What's that? The comprehensive and annual forensic—I don't know—it's the—it's the basically—it's the in-depth audit uh, of the state. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah, absolutely. If I'm, um, I you know, someone said coffers like money, fiscal. No, C A F R, the C A F R, the CAFR. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's that is high on the list. Um, Charlie Pierce has already said uh, he's going to make sure that all this is done as well. Uh, we're going to do the audits. We're going to do everything that we can to make sure that everything is transparent and put out there to the people. Um, absolutely. Yes. Well, and you're going to act on them, too. That's the thing. I mean, we've had the CAFRs and the act, audits for yes. years. That's the thing. Absolutely. I mean, right. Most governors are not doing anything about it or the legislature's blocking them or whatever. We have to have action on it. We can have all the information in the world and just absolutely do nothing with it. And it helps not at all. <laughs> yeah. And that's where it comes down to results, right? That is the one thing that um, Charlie Pierce pushes, and he's got uh, a very accomplished background for actually acting on and having results, and I'm the same way. So we're actually going to make sure that we take action on this and push hard. Um, Charlie Pierce is very serious about this, and you mentioned even something earlier I meant to say something about, about uh, the fiscal obligations and uh, making sure that we're within budget. Uh, he's very serious about that, and he's very good at that. So that is one thing that um, Alaskans can uh, count on that will happen with um, Charlie Pierce as governor. And you can guarantee that there's going to be some actions and results uh, with that um, CAFR. So. Uh, Susie asked, what are your plans to clean up our elections? Now, you and I talked just a second ago about you know, some of the biggies, of course, are, for example, cleaning out our voter rolls. I mean, this is a right. huge deal. We've got more people on the voter rolls than we have actually eligible voters in the state of Alaska. And it's been this way for years. And, and uh, you know, we've seen anecdotal evidence of people receiving, especially with this last thing with the mail-in ballots, people uh, in, you know, I know one lady in Anchorage that I know got five different ballots at her residence for people that had lived there previously. Um, you know, people outside are getting ballots. They haven't lived in the state in five or six years. I mean, that is obviously one of the critical components is cleaning the actual voter rolls. I agree 100 percent. And that's number one priority is getting in there, um, get, make sure that we can clean off um, all of the people that um, have passed away, that are deceased, get them off. And also people that are already registered in, in different states and uh, hopefully 
uh, one way to maintain a clean um, voter roll is if the legislators can pass that bill to get rid of the automatic registration, um, which is a mess because originally those two systems, the the PFD and the, the voter registrations uh, didn't even talk to each other. And right. it was a big mess in the beginning. I don't know if people remember that. Right. And um, so now we have this to clean up uh, all the people that um, have moved away. And, you know, we can also incorporate, uh, this is what I said, uh, some checklists. But when, when people pass away, have it on the funeral homes or the, the, the people that have to do estates and have a, have that as part of their checklist to send the death certificate into the Division of Elections and including right. all the military people that actually PCS and move out. I mean, we all love our checklists in the military and we all love to take that time off to go do our out processing. And so that'd be a great time to, <laughs> to go down. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> let you let laugh, know. But it's yeah. true. No, right. And it's- then we let them know. Absolutely. All right. Well, right. hold the line for us here, Edie. We're about to jump back into it. Edie Grunwald is our guest, GOP candidate for lieutenant governor. Uh, please like and share this video. You're the only people out there today that can do it. Here we go. Well, hey, fight's on, right? Fight's on. The Michael, the Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty Bay's Free Thinking Radio. Edie Grunwald is our guest GOP candidate for Lieutenant Governor. She continues with us now. Again, we were just talking about the division of elections, and I wanted to get kind of more specific about this. Um, and we were just talking about cleaning up the voter rolls. And Edie, you've got some good ideas about, you know, requiring people, especially military or people who have died, that their executors or the people who are executing the estates, um, you know, are will be required to file with a division to basically say, you know, they're either passed away and gone or they're moving out and going to another state. They're not going to claim Alaska for residency or uh, maybe just a, you know, a, a a decentennial review of the uh, every decade or so, a review of the actual voter rolls. Uh, I know that there's been people who've received ballots that have been dead for going on 10, 12 years. So, I mean, why not, uh, you know, why not uh, make these kind of things mandatory and, and get that fixed? And, and and even if we just start out uh, having it optional until we can make it mandatory, I think that would make a difference as well. But, yeah, um, I'm already preparing to get started on these election issues and especially on, on day one. And like I said, you know, I have already developed some of the processes that um, can go into effect immediately, especially with Charlie Pierce's support. Uh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a can do, will do and results person. And, um, I'd like for everybody to plan on upfront changes, you know, in the best interest of Alaskans. So, um, we, we just got to get it done. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. Kelly Shabaka as the, uh, when she was, uh, at the, uh, in the administration, she helped to put together a report that we've heard all about, right? We've heard all about this report of the Division of Elections. Mike Shower has been attempting to get a copy of this report for 
months. I mean, I think yeah. we're I think we're going on something like 16, 17, 18 months now he's been trying to get a copy of this report. Um, and then the, when he finally did get some, it was like heavily redacted or anything else. If you are uh, if you become lieutenant governor, would you pull that report out and 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 publish that report and then address any issues that the report would bring up? Well, actually, we have to. And that's one of the things that even before I joined, well, as I was joining Charlie Pierce in this uh, team effort, that's what he wanted. That's what he said he was going to do. And so um, as uh, lieutenant governor, that's going to be my job to pull it out. And actually, you know, everybody that has an issue, a complaint or a question, it's going to be my job to make sure that that each person's um, issue and concern is addressed. I mean, we have to build the confidence back up in the voting system because right now it is an honor system, and but there's those people that want to, um, you know, to do wrong things and, and um, you know, make it illegitimate, and that's just wrong. Right. Um, what other things uh, are you looking at outside of clearing the voter rolls and, and looking at this report? Anything else that you're planning that you could share with us for, uh, you know, kind of cleaning up and overseeing the division of elections? Well, um, there's been concerns raised about delayed counting of absentee ballots. Um, so it's going to be necessary to probably count the mail-in absentee and early votes upon receipt and maintain the counts in a secure facility, um, and then announcing them on election day. Let's see, and then with the um, you know the veracity and integrity of our um, selected voting machines, um, we'll immediately conduct an intense analysis of those voting machines used and display the results to the public and make any changes necessary, you know, to assure confidence. Right. Uh, well, I think that's the biggest I think that's the biggest problem right now is that whether the uh, you know, whether the assertions that people have made are true or not. And I I right. I doubt that the assertions are as bad as they're being said. But the problem is, is that perception is reality. Right. And so right. if we have this perception that there's questionable things going on, then we lose confidence in the voting system. And I think that that's more dangerous than anything else at this point is that losing yeah. that confidence in that leg of our of our democratic process um, is is definitely one of the most dangerous things that we can have in this modern era. Right. Right. I mean, it's going to, um, you know, the tasks that I just mentioned and the um, the other anomalies brought to election department attention will investigate it thoroughly and report uh, on a matter of fact basis. What other things are you bringing to the table for Charlie? Again, like I said before, the the lieutenant governor's you know pretty limited purview. But what else? Uh, I know Charlie has talked about bringing you in on a lot of different things that maybe a lieutenant governor um, was not initially slated for, so to speak. What are the things have you talked about with Charlie that you want to help out with, and and other things you're going to be focusing on? Well, he wants to make sure that the lieutenant governor is part of the executive um, team, the ex, you know, the administration, and be an active part. And, of course, by statute, the governor can assign the lieutenant governor um, anything he really wants, and he's already announced, and we've already been working towards it, is uh, he's going to be giving me the executive oversight of the senior citizen programs, which is um, really a huge deal because... Our Alaska senior citizens, um, they they really need some some attention and some and address some issues that has been going on. And you know, one of the things that uh, on that veto recently that it 
a lot of people, <clears throat> excuse me, may not realize is that there was $150 million vetoed that was slated for the um, Senior Citizen Benefit Program. And uh, under a Pierce Grunwald administration, you know, that wouldn't have happened. It would have been other things that would have been vetoed, especially under Charlie Pierce, because our senior citizens are some of our most vulnerable um, people here, and uh, right. they've built Alaska, and they need the respect. And the, I mean, a lot of them are barely making it. Uh, I went to one little senior citizen place, and um, a person's house was deemed um, unlivable because of the earthquake that happened several years ago. And so uh, they're having to find new housing for this person, and the funds, their income is limited. And so they're having a garage sale raising up dollars to try to help this elderly person to build them a place to live. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, definitely our seniors are important and our pioneers, you know, those that have come before and helped make Alaska the state that it is today, definitely should be, pay, you know, be paying attention to them and, uh, uh, you know, looking out for their well-being in the long run. I totally, uh, I totally agree with that. Um, and the other thing that, that Charlie has said that um, he's going to give me executive oversight is um, Alaska's military veterans. So that's going to be um, huge to be able to to be able to participate in in that. Uh, I think he's looking at my experience in Alaska and my connections and awareness and working with some of the nonprofits. I think the you know nonprofits that actually do something and um, help veterans but i think that's that's a pretty big thing given the the large demographic of military veterans we have here yeah i mean absolutely we're looking at i mean per capita we have more veterans per capita than any other state in the nation uh alaska is definitely a very veteran heavy state and we should have a good uh we should have good interaction and and usage of the uh, you know of of making the state better with the help of veterans uh out there uh, across the state of alaska so i would applaud that as well um, Edie, we're coming down here about the last four minutes of this segment. Um, so what are the, what are your other priorities as Lieutenant Governor outside of the pioneers or the, 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 I'm sorry, the, uh, elderly, senior citizens. yeah, senior yeah. citizens, elderly veterans, anything else that we need to know about before we go to break here? Well, I, I'm really hoping that I can have some input on some of the judicial issues as well, given my experience and, um, with with that with that area, so we'll see what happens there. Um, it's well, all I mean, going to be up to. And specifically, what and for those of you who don't know what Edie's talking about, Edie's son was killed, murdered here uh, a, a few years ago, and she's been going through this painstaking process of the prosecution of all the culprits involved, and it has been, I'm sure, very eye opening as to how the system works. What specifically would you like to address, Edie? Well, um, I'm, you know, also keep in mind that being three years on the parole board um, is also an eye-opener to a lot of the issues that we have going on that a lot of people aren't aware of in, in Alaska. Um, well, it, I know this is going to bring us into the Constitutional Convention conversation, but I think it's going to be necessary if we're going to change the way that um, the judges uh, are appointed. And... Um, do you do you feel like that? I mean, because we're using the Missouri plan, which even Missouri is not even using anymore, uh, because they found it to be so faulty. Um, but we, you know, should we be changing this to a system where instead of voting to retain, that we're voting to elect judges? Or what? What are your thoughts on that? 
Well, uh, it doesn't really, I think either way it's better than what we have right now for um, the judicial commission to give the, the governor one or two, you know, two people to pick from and uh, shortlist, as we call it. And he has no choice but to um, pick from that shortlist. Right. And that's just not right. Uh, you know, I think that if the governor can appoint just like any other appointment and the legislators confirm, that would be one way. And another way would be like some states do. You know, it would be, I think, a little more complex and confusing given where we're at and hopefully we can fix some of our election stuff right now but even if we elect them or if there's even some other processes out there that are that are more fair and balanced to make sure that we have a, a really good um judicial system i mean there needs to be some things that are addressed and as you know even down right. uh, southeast uh, in the kenai i was reading up on some of the constitutional stuff last night and um, the grand jury thing, they're supposed to be able to investigate um, oh, yeah. any potential wrongdoing. Yeah, we're, So that needs to be addressed, too. I'm hoping that we're going to get a chance to talk to Ben Carpenter this week because I know he's been following that very closely down there uh, with the, uh, the the grand jury being basically being rested by the, by the local judge after they said they wanted to start looking into some government corruption. That's uh, some red flag territory for us, for sure, on that. Well, it, it, it goes against what the Constitution says. Yeah. I mean, I, I read it word for word, and it says that that's not even allowed. Yeah, no, absolutely. I uh, I agree with you on that uh, 100%. Uh, and we definitely need to be paying closer attention to what the Constitution says uh, on all those things. You mentioned the CONCON, and so briefly before we go to break, uh, are you in favor of, uh, of cracking over the Constitution to try and fix some of these wrongs? I mean, the putting the PFD yes, into I the am. statute, the spending cap, I mean, you know, looking at the judicial retention, all that kind of stuff. Yes, You're, yes, absolutely. Do you, have any, do you have any qualms about that, or do you have any worries about that? Well, the, I mean, there's should, there, where there's high risks, there's always high rewards. But, I mean, there's some what I call uh, safety valves along the way. Um, We've got to always keep in mind that that the way we want things, they're going to have other people involved, but we, we're going to elect the delegates that are going to be on the convention. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we need to, like, start planning for that if this goes through. And because the, the liberals are going to be putting their people up, too. So this is going to be very interesting right. as we go forward. And then as the changes are proposed and made and incorporated, uh, I mean, uh, at the end, we can even vote it not to go or to go. I mean, it's um, it, it could just be an uh an academic exercise for the next time, or it could actually go through and um, we can actually have some real valid changes. I mean, that's why originally they set it up to vote on this every 10 years is because things do change and, and things, you know, they didn't have a crystal ball to know that everything was going to be a hundred percent correct. I mean, they were very, very um, diligent in um, the way that they did things, but I think that it's time to look at this document because there's been, you know, so many different amendments and things that have happened since. I think that it needs to be looked at and it needs to be people that are going to do the right thing. None of this partisan stuff. You know, we need to make sure that we can have, you know, 
Alaskans, we need to take the power back from the legislators. Right. And this is a good way to do that. Well, and remember, we always have the ultimate safety net of people have to vote for every change anyway. So we, we right. would have another bite at the apple as well. So, I mean, right. I, I initially was very leery about this, but I've slowly come around to the fact that I think that this is the only way because there's no political will to fix what's broken in the legislature. So we're going to need to have to put the Constitutional Convention front and center to do it our own selves. That's what it's going to come right. down to. Uh, Edie Grunwald is our guest. We're up against the break. We're going to continue one final segment with Edie here when we get back. The Michael Duke Show continues. It is your home for common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. We'll be back with more here in just a moment. Don't forget, you can join us on Facebook this morning, facebook.com slash Michael Duke Show. If you'd like, you can also drop me an email. If you have questions, I suppose I will open up my email here real quick. Me at MichaelDukeShow.com. M-E at MichaelDukeShow.com. We're going to be back with more right after this. If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, uh, in the break with uh, Edie Grunwald. Edie, it's interesting that you say um, that you uh, talked about, you know, requiring uh, different places and stuff to put death certificates and everything else. There's two, uh, two folks here in the chat room, both Terry and Jen have talked about they're they're both widows and they said that they both attempted multiple times to get their husbands off of the election rolls um uh, Jen was ultimately successful in doing it she said she finally took they finally took hers off the last time after I was pretty insistent in person um, and said she had to send multiple original death certificates she says which are not cheap to the Division of Elections. Terry says she still has not been able to do so. So even when people do the right thing, the State Division of Elections is not doing their job. Well, they need to do their job. Um, and I'm there. We're going to be doing our jobs. Yeah. So. Uh, it seems it seems insane that you would do the right thing. You would take the extra step, especially in the time when you're hurting and and you know you're you're going through something like that. But you're doing your due diligence and you're sending the you know original death certificates in, and they still refuse to take it off the roll. That's just blatant laziness at that point. I mean, right. it's wrong, but it's just there you, you go. know that's part of yeah. your job. That is you know it's part you, of your job. Yeah, you're supposed to be keeping those voter rolls clean. Somebody goes through all the steps and does it, and it even does it multiple times. Somebody ought to pull their head out and say, "Well, maybe we should take this person off the rolls." Right. Agree. All right, let me go back through here. Um, <clears throat> homelessness in the state is a result of poor management by the government during the pandemic, the healthcare facilities. That's nothing to do with the lieutenant governor. Let me go back over here. Somebody asked about the My Alaska website. Could we incorporate uh, our My Alaska login for voting options in the future? But I know that that site is not secure, right? It got hacked. So uh, it, it did as, get hacked. Yeah. As much as I'd love to see some kind of easy voting online or something like that, I mean, it it uh, there's nothing that could that really secures all that stuff right now, right? Do, do you know what is a secure way? Is 
fax machine. <laughs> fax machine. Fax machine is pretty secure because you know where they came from, right? Uh, Isn't it bizarre of all the technology out there? <laughs> yep. Um, David says they're really afraid of a citizen-led constitutional convention, which tells me exactly that's what we need. And I, I, I think that that would be a, uh, I think that, that would be a, a, a good point. Um, Jen, who was one of the ladies that was talking about this with her husband, said, "Thank you. It's so heartbreaking to see their names get their ballots when we already went through the process. I mean, that's that's the crazy part, having to relive that every time you open the mail and see, you know, your 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 deceased husband's name on a ballot that you've already, you know, that's just that's just that's so irritating. My gosh, it just. I'm, well, it's worse than irritating. Um, I would, you know, I would almost liken it to how many times we have to go to court." Every time, you know, it opens up that wound, that pain. So, yeah, yeah, that, that, you know, I mean, if we're going to have, that's almost, I agree with Jen. Thanks, Jen. It's tough. Jen and Terry, both of you out there, that's, uh, that's yeah, Terry too. It, it shouldn't the, happen. That yeah. should, that, you know, no. that shouldn't happen at all. That should, no. Uh, some things are made so difficult and there's just no reason for it. Well, especially something so that is such a cornerstone of, you right. know, I mean, we live in a constitutional republic that uses a democratic style voting system, right? And so it right. is a cornerstone, it is a pillar of our republic that these voters and that the elections should be secure and be trusted and everything else. And when we see things like this, and if they can't keep even the little things straight, if they can't even be bothered to keep the voter roll straight, how can we trust them to keep everything else secure and straight? You know what I mean? Right. I mean, that that's it. Right. And then how, how inflated are the rolls? I mean, we keep talking about, oh, it's a horrible turnout. Well, if your voter rolls are inflated by 20 or 25 percent, then maybe that 20 percent turnout that you had is not as bad as you thought, because maybe it's really closer to a 30 percent turnout once you cleared the rolls out and got all the folks out of there that aren't supposed to be voting anymore. I mean, it just it, it's insane. <laughs> You just went deep. <laughs> I went real. I was, I'm just, I'm getting angry about this now because yes. nothing worse than a bureaucrat who looks at you and goes, meh, okay, whatever. I mean, if you show yeah, up the I third think. or fourth time with a, with a death certificate and say, this person's got to come off and they just look at you blankly, just want to reach across the counter and wring somebody's neck. That's crazy. I mean, you know, we yeah, shouldn't have to I do mean, that. It could be a training issue. It could, I don't know, you know, uh, what it is we'll just have to figure that part out and make sure that that's that's done and quickly yeah. no absolutely um yeah. i agree let me see if there's anything else in here before we're jumping back into the uh um randy i i i'm so i'm getting sick of the whole free cash handout thing the pft is not a free cash handout i don't know how many times i could tell you that i don't know how many times i could put it any other way it's not a free cash handout it is the the dividend is your slice. It is your it, like Hammond said. It is the ultimate expression of capitalism. So sorry, that's just that's how it I, is. No, I agree with you absolutely. That's how it is, Randy. Sorry, but um, you're wrong. You know that's <laughs> you're wrong. You're you wrong. are wrong. And you, you please look at this. You know the, we've given up our minimal rights and all that good yep, stuff. And exactly. this is the, the compensation. Right, hold this on. is this is hold on, hold on, Gady. We got to go. Thank you. 
Well, I think I got Edie wound up here for just a second. We were just coming back from break, and, and Randy said something about free cash handout, a PFD being a free cash handout, and Edie was just about to jump into a whole set of steam here on stuff. So, I mean, what's your take, uh, uh, Edie? I mean, you're saying, oh, don't put a free cash handout into the – oh, we shouldn't do that. The PFD is just free ca- – is it free cash, Edie, or is it something completely different? Nope, it's something totally different. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's an Alaskan right. We uh, it is written into making sure that we participate as Alaskans. We have given up our mineral rights for this uh, dividend. We are part of it, and uh, that's just how it works. And a lot of people in Alaska, maybe not Randy, but a lot of people in Alaska, that is a make or break issue for them and their families. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's when it comes into the different cultures around the state, the, the different um, businesses from fishing to subsistence to to, to um, other things. I mean, it, it's more than just it's not free cash. And this whole thing that's come out this time about, wow, this is the largest dividend ever. Really? Huh. I mean, it was still cut back, and then they put right. some COVID money in there to make it look like it's bigger. Right. So people need to keep that in perspective as well. It's it's almost like uh, let's tell them anything to make this look good, and that's that's not true. I would agree. I mean, this dividend is essentially about a fifty percent dividend, as uh, you know, twenty whatever it was, twenty five hundred bucks uh, plus the. Plus the six hundred and fifty dollars. I mean, you know, the the dividend based on the statistical formula should be in the forty two hundred dollar range just for the dividend alone. So the fact that they're they're smiling, telling us, "Oh, you should be happy with what you got." That's the biggest dividend ever. No, the biggest dividend ever would have been if you had followed the statute that's worked for forty years until you guys started monkeying with it. That's I, what it. I happened. agree. Yeah, and no, I agree. And then and then. And then, then we're getting told, well, we've worked really hard for this. You should appreciate it. Really? Exactly. We worked hard for you. I mean, that's the whole thing. That's the whole Peter Machicki, Lisa McGuire, victory lap selfie after they passed SB 26 about how they worked so hard to get this done and what a good job they did for you. And you should be grateful that they put this other law into effect, which completely conflicts with the statutory dividend law. But let's not pay attention to that uh, kind of thing. It's it's super irritating. All right. I don't want to get too far afield because I'll just get mad and it won't it won't matter. <laughs> um, all right, Edie, we're uh, we got about six or seven minutes here, and so I wanted to uh, give you a chance. What what what's your and Charlie's plan here over the next two weeks? Because this is the race to the, I mean, this is the race to the finish for the top four, right in the governor's race. And so, right, right. So what is what is your guys's plan over the next uh, two weeks? What are you guys going to be doing? Tell us about, you know, meet and greets or where you're going, where you're going to show up. How can people find out more? Where can they get signs? Let's let's get the bottom line here. Right. Um, if they go to the web page or our Facebook pages that we have, uh, let, let us know you want to sign where you're at. We'll get a sign to you. We, we already owe a few people signs. Um, we've got a new logo out there that's clean, and I think people will really like it. Uh, August 6th uh, in Willow, the the Matsu Republican women and the Valley Republican women, and they're putting on um, – um, a candidate get together out there in Willow, so people can look that up. Uh, Charlie Pierce and I will be there, and then we have scored Bell's Nursery on August the 11th, 5:30 to 7:30. Uh, that's a huge deal. But we've been pushing out the radio ads. We've been 
pushing out um, as much information. We got a bunch of videos of, of Charlie saying little quips and carps about the leadership, some of the issues, the results. And, um, you know, it's a pretty, some pretty good stuff that we're pushing out there. We make a great team. Um, I'm going to support him. He's going to support me. Uh, we're both very accomplished. Uh, Web page is um, charlie2022.com. It's uh, pretty easy. And again, uh, we are what you might call the dark horse. We do have um, Alaskan voters that are with us. Charlie is not a big interest, uh, special interest guy. He has not taken any money from any of the, the special interest people. He's all about Alaskans and making sure that he he does the right thing for Alaskans. So. Um, you know, any questions, let us know. He's very personable and open for questions. And, um, you know, if you got some place you want to invite us to and have a fundraiser or a meet and greet, um, you know, send us an email. That's available via Facebook and the webpage. Uh, what else can I tell you? No, I mean, that's some good stuff. I appreciate that. I see you guys had a, uh, I see you guys had a meet and greet uh, yesterday uh in anchorage and then you got like you said the big thing on bells uh on august 11th 5 30 to 7 30 that's a week from this thursday um right. and so that should be a uh that should be a heck of a fundraiser now you guys again are behind a little bit in the fundraising game as i alluded to earlier in the hour uh i mean the you know the the uh, governor dunleavy and uh and walker uh, have all I mean they're they're reaching towards the million dollar mark. You guys are uh, are trying to break into the triple digits at this point uh, for uh, uh, you know six figures to get into uh, to this. How could people help that way? I mean, is this should you know are you guys planning on doing a media buy? Are you planning on reaching out or what's what's your thoughts on that? Well, um, one thing that people can do if they can't, um, you know, send in a financial donation of some sort, they can always just talk to 10 people, ask those 10 people to talk to 10 people, grow it like that, um, uh, take up for us on social media, push us out there on social media. Uh, we have to get Charlie's name out there and let them know that this is an alternative to everything that's going on, that uh, this is a results uh, um, team here, Charlie Pierce, C.D. Grunwald. Uh, we, we have to push it out there so people will know. You know, and the other thing is on those sample ballots, it's a great idea. You know, each district, the, um, all of the people that are listed on it are in different orders, which is kind of interesting. It's kind of kind of fair like that, too. But um, print out those sample ballots. Um, people want an early vote. It's open right now. You know, in different areas, you just got to look it up to see what's open. But uh, you just got to get Charlie's name out there. And we have uh, bought bunches of radio ads all over the state. Um, we're both out and about doing what we can, meeting and greeting. I went to an event on Saturday in Eagle River um, with Laura Reinbolt and, um, you know, the Lions Club. Uh, Governor Dunleavy signed a bill for the Lions Club there to be able to take over the property that they've been leasing all these years. Right. And uh, they're doing a land swap, which was pretty good. And I got to meet a bunch of, you know, really amazing, hardworking volunteers there with the Lions Club and other people in Eagle River. So yeah. just getting out there and letting people, you know, meet us and talk to us and finding out. Okay. Oh. Whoa, your phone was breaking up there real quick. Okay, we're down to the last two minutes, Edie. I want to give you a chance for your elevator pitch. 
tell folks why they should be voting for Edie Grunewald and Charlie Pierce, Charlie Pierce and Edie Grunewald, whichever order that's supposed to go in. Ladies first, I guess, lady. So, uh, you know, <laughs> tell people uh, why they should be voting for you and uh, let's do it. The elevator pitch. Here we go. Well, if people are really serious about getting the elections fixed, um, I'm your person to make it happen. And I've got Charlie Pierce as part of, as, you know, making sure that it happens. Um, Charlie Pierce is all very accomplished. I'm very accomplished. Uh, we have great records. We're here for a lot. We're, we're not in this. No agendas, no other reason except for Alaskans and trying to fix some of the things that are here in the state and um, that have gone wrong. And we're not going to accept or go with the uh, the special interest. And uh, we need Alaskans to get behind us. Uh, www.charlie2022.com. Uh, Charlie Pierce for governor and Edie Grunwald for lieutenant governor. Uh, make sure you get out there and vote for only your favorite person there on August 16th for the general election. Um, that's not until uh, November 8th for the ranked choice. And, of course, you want to rank the red right. on, uh, at that point. No, this is the important part. This next two weeks, we need to get uh, Charlie and Edie on the ticket for November, which means we need to get the word out there that they are running and that they are the choice when it comes to the ranked choice voting, uh, excuse me, to the jungle primary, you need to get them up there, vote them right. on so that they get onto the ranked choice ballot for November. Edie Grunewald, GOP candidate for Lieutenant Governor. Thank you for coming on this morning. I appreciate it. My pleasure. You worked me hard. <laughs> I know that's, that's my job. That's my job. Thank you for coming on board. Folks, we're out of time tomorrow. Brad Keithley, Chris Story. We will see you then. Have a great day. All right, Edie. Uh, thank you for coming on board. Uh, didn't mean oh, to work. My you, pleasure. Didn't mean to work you too hard, but I'm going to be trying to get you and Charlie out there in the in the spotlight for the next couple of weeks. See if we can get some more votes for you. I appreciate oh, you coming on board. So. Oh, my pleasure. And work is that's what we're here for. <laughs> thank, thanks so much. Appreciate it, Edie. Thank you for thanks, coming thanks, on. Thanks, Michael. All right, uh, folks. Um, I just saw this comment from David. He said, I was told by a Dunleavy supporter yesterday that Pierce has no outgoing personality and that he doesn't have the appeal to win a statewide election like Dunleavy does. Uh, what? <laughs> Charlie is dynamic. He is a people person. Mike Dunleavy, not so much. He's just awful quiet. Awful quiet. Anyway, I find that kind of uh, hysterical personally. All right, we got to go, folks. We will see you tomorrow. Don't forget, I'm off on Friday. going to tell you that every day for the next four days. We will see you tomorrow. Have a great day.
Python. shed our terrestrial radio skin and now we are slimy lizard internet people it's the michael duke show